Hello, everyone. Welcome to the GMT show. It's been a while, but we're back. We're back better than ever. We're going to be doing today. We're going to go through all the NFL games that are happening on Sunday and Monday. And then we're going to recap the Thursday night game that was last night between the Chargers and the Chiefs. Surprise, surprise. The Chiefs win another one another divisional game, probably take the divisional crown by winning this game already in week two, but stay tuned to what I really think this division, what that game meant last night. Uh, some surprise picks from me. I'm going to be going through all 16 or 15 games that we have left on the schedule in the NFL slate this weekend. Uh, I go through, run through each game, give a little recap of what last week looked like for this team and what that means for them this week. Um, before we get into it, please go subscribe to westcoastpreps.com. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe the button below. All of our uh, podcasts are on our YouTube channel as well as Podbean. The link will be down below of wherever you're watching or listening to this. So Podbean, go listen to all of our latest podcasts from the Mike Hill Show, the West Coast Press Podcast, and all of the above, including our Friday night recaps that are also on there. So go check that out. And with further ado, let's get into it. All right, everyone, welcome to the first segment here today. I'm going to be going through all the NFL games and give a couple thoughts and then keep and then take picks for all of Sunday's and Monday's games. Um, and I will keep track of all of my winnings and what my record is at the end of the year. Um, so hopefully it's a good track record that we'll have this year. So let's get right into it. Game one is Dolphins at Ravens. Now, as you can tell, I'm wearing a Patriots shirt. Um, I am salty about the Dolphins. Um, I just don't think two is that good. Uh, if I'm being quite honest, two is just a below average quarterback. Um, the rest of that team, though, is really scary. You have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Um, that's scary for any defense over there. But the Ravens defense, uh, I do believe, can keep them under control. And I don't think uh, the Dolphins defense can keep Lamar under control. I'm going to take the Ravens in that one. Next up, we have probably the worst game of the week. Jets at the Browns uh, with the very strange and uh, creepy might be the right word um, center logo that will be the Browns their mascot I don't remember his name but it's a little creepy looking looks like it's staring into your soul either way the Jets are terrible the Browns are good with a terrible quarterback right now Jacoby Brissett just awful um, the Jets have Joe Flacco uh, this is by far the worst two quarterbacks in the league right now. And it's not even close. Um, although I do think the Jets are improving. I think that they're getting better. Uh, is Zach Wilson the answer? I'm not sure. Uh, I think we'll find out this year. If not, there will be a new quarterback in New York next year. As far as this week, the Browns defense and their running game can easily win them this game to move to 2-0. And the Browns will get this victory. Next, we have the Commanders at the Lions. Another game of two teams that are on the lower end of the NFL spectrum. But 
Carson Wentz looked really good. Jahan Dotson looked really good. Curtis Samuel, back from injury. Terry McLaurin, scary Terry, good as always with his big contract extension. And the Lions looked exciting and fun. Jared Goff, when there's pieces around him, he can score points. But that Lions defense does not look good. They gave up, I believe it was 38 to the Eagles last week. Um, just not a good defense whatsoever, but they did put up 35. So with all of that said, I think this is a really close game. I'm not sure the, what the line is. It's pretty close to a pick em. I think the Lions are favored for the first time in 24 games. Uh, I think by a point and a half or something like that. I'm not sure if that's changed, but I do pick the Lions in this one. I think both teams will be one and one coming out of this one. Um, the Lions, they just... I don't know if it's the hard knocks. I think that everyone wants them to succeed. They're always the the losers of the NFL. And I think that they're changing something. I think DeAndre Swift is one of the best running backs in the league. Um, they have a good wide receiver core, uh, a good tight end. The offensive line is pretty good right now. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Lions in that one. Um, I'm going to pick them by a touchdown. Next up, the NFC South. Um, or I'm sorry, the AFC South. Do I don't even know why we need to watch any of these teams. Um, I think eight wins might win that division. It might be an under 500 team. Uh, the Colts versus the Jaguars is the 10 a.m. game on Sunday. Uh, the 0-0-1 Colts versus the 0-1 Jaguars. Not a single team in that division has a win right now. And two of them play each other. So, with that said, Matt Ryan looked old. He looked bad. Uh, there's only one receiver on that team right now, and it's Michael Pittman. Uh, it's just a a gross team. The Jaguars are up and coming. James Robinson came back from his Achilles. He looked really good. Travis Etienne came back from his foot injury. He looked pretty good as well. If you can catch the ball, uh, they might be 1-0. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's getting better. Uh, everyone knows how talented he is, how good he can be. Is he going to be that good? I'm not sure. Um, I think that there's definitely going – this is kind of the year for him. To, he's got to show something more than 17 interceptions and 10 touchdowns, which he had last year, I believe. So, um, Jaguars-Colts, I'm going to take the Jaguars in an upset this week. Uh, it's not going to really be an upset. I think Jaguars are kind of a dark horse to win this division. Like I said, eight wins, I think, wins this division somehow, some way. So there you have that. Next up, we have a big-time game on Fox Buccaneers versus Saints. That one's in New Orleans. Two 1-0 teams, two NFC South teams. The Saints have ownage on Brady in the regular season. And they're 4-0 ever since Tom Brady has gone to Tampa Bay. And they really kind of dominated Tom Brady. The defense, there's something about it, but that was with Sean Payton. Now let's also, I've seen a bunch, 4-0 Saints since Tom Brady. Look, Tom Brady won the one that really matters in the playoffs to send Drew Brees home and to retire Drew Brees. So it's not like Tom Brady hasn't beaten the Saints as a Buccaneer. Everyone keeps saying 4-0, 4-0, 4-0. It's just not true. He has beat them. And it's been good games. The last time they played, I believe Tom Brady had four touchdowns and 350 passing yards. So the Bucks defense this year is incredible. Um, they looked really good on Sunday night. Is that because the Cowboys just absolutely suck right now with no receivers? Possibly. But 
I think this Buccaneers defense is really good. Now I think that they'll this will be a more high scoring affair than what might some of the people think. Uh, Buccaneers wide receivers are hurt. Fournette didn't practice this week. Uh, Julio Jones didn't practice. Chris Godwin is doubtful, I believe, right now. Mike Evans is also did not practice, but I think most of them will play. This is an older team. I think that they're not going to push their guys that hard early in the season. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are older. Julio, 33. Brady, obviously, 45. Mike Evans, almost 30 now. Uh, Chris Godwin just had his injury. So I, Leonard Fournette, also 28, 29, older for a running back. So they're trying to keep these guys' legs fresh. And with that said, I'm going to take the Buccaneers by a field goal in this one, uh, last-second field goal. Uh, a or touchdown by Tom Brady uh, in a comeback victory for the Buccaneers. Next up, we have my sleeper team right now. The New York Giants will be hosting the Carolina Panthers. Now, I think this is going to be a really good game. I think it's going to be 27-24. It's going to be decided by a field goal late. The Panthers lost by a field goal late really because their defense was just dumb. Dumb mistakes, dumb penalties, um, just a terrible decision making from the defensive players, uh, just giving the Browns a field goal and then the kicker makes a 58 yarder to win. So uh, you tip your cap with that one. And so the Giants, uh, I believe, will take this one and we're going to take a quick break. All right, welcome back. So, like I said, uh, I am taking the Giants. And that one, uh, Saquon Barkley, is looking very good right now. Um, I believe that Daniel Jones is kind of having a bounce-back season. Um, I believe that this Giants team could make a run at the postseason. The NFC is not that good. Um, there's going to be some weird team that gets in to that seventh wild-card spot, or that seventh seed, I should say. So I believe the Giants are the front-runners right now to make that spot. And... They will win this one to move to 2-0 on the season. Now, let's move on to my team. The last 10 a.m. game um, that we're going to talk about for Sunday, Patriots at Steelers. <clears throat> the New England Patriots looked awful. Just completely terrible. Um, no receivers can get open except for Jacoby Myers. He is a third receiver on any good team. I love him. He's a great player, but he is not the number one. Devontae Parker looked awful. No separation. Can't do anything. Kendrick Bourne, the one player that can actually get open, played two snaps and had one target. Uh, despite the connection that him and Mac Jones had last season, he's only getting two snaps. What is going on with this team? Who is calling the plays? Joe Judge, Matt Patricia, two of the worst head coaches that have been around in the last five years for the Lions and the Giants, respectively. It's just been disgusting how bad um, this coaching staff looks right now. You have Steve Belichick working the defense, who played well, despite their offense giving terrible field position uh, for them as far as playing defense. Um, just awful. Uh, just awful. With all that said, though, the Steelers forced five turnovers and scored 20 points. They had, I believe, it was 14 drives and scored 20 points, barely one point per possession. I'm going to pick, take the Patriots. I can't pick against them. Uh, it's my team. 
and all that. So I'm going to take the Patriots over the Steelers in this one. Um, I, I think it's going to be a low scoring 17, 14, 20 to 14, somewhere in that range. Two bad offenses. Stay away from every single player in fantasy football if you have any of them. So let's just move on. Uh, I don't really want to talk about the Patriots that much this year. Next up, to start the 105 games, we have the 0-1 Rams and 0-1 Falcons with this game being held in L.A. The Rams looked really bad on Thursday night, last Thursday. They have no second receiver. It's Cooper Cup and no one, despite Allen Robinson being there. Um, Cam Akers played like eight snaps, I believe it was, and had three rushes for zero yards. Looked terrible. Uh, ruined fantasy football, including mine, uh, weeks. And then you have the Falcons. They just blew the game. Uh, I want to say it was a 13-point lead going into the fourth quarter against the Saints, and Michael Thomas finally rose from the dead and came back to beat him. Jameis Winston, uh, with his pain quote, football is pain, um, Jameis Winston came back and beat him. The Falcons are the Falcons, always blowing leads, 28-3. to three. Uh, It's just incredible that this team just has found so many different ways to lose. Uh, they will lose again this week. The spread is ridiculous, though. It's like 11 points. I think it's a one-touchdown win for the Rams. The Rams are not that good. Uh, they think they're a wild-card team. Uh, we will talk about another NFC West game, though, the 49ers and the Seahawks. I'm going to start with a little rant before we get into picking this game. Everyone and their mom was complaining about Jimmy G last year. I saw it on Twitter all the time. Jimmy G can't do this. He can't do that. And look, he's not like a top 10 elite quarterback. He's not. 100% isn't. But this dude has gotten the Niners to a Super Bowl, and he got into an NFC championship game and should have been in the Super Bowl last year with an easy interception that got dropped that would have sealed the game. Niners are in the Super Bowl. Do they win the Super Bowl? Uh, probably not. I would have taken Joe Burrow in that game, but it's you never know. It's a coin toss, I think. Now you put Trey Lance in this backfield starting behind center. What has he done to earn this starting job, to actually – earn the starting job he's done nothing there's been no earning of the starting position for Trey Lance he's just been gifted this job because of his they traded three first round picks to go up to the third pick and draft him but why why what is what has he done where is the attributes I mean he has a strong arm he can run but he's played maybe 1500 snaps of football of high competitive football in his life and he was okay last year. He wasn't great in the two games that he had to start because of Jimmy's injury. I, I don't see it. I don't understand it. I don't see it. And then to have Jimmy G sitting there as your backup, I think is a major mistake. Just terrible to have the 49ers with Jimmy G on the roster, but yet you're saying you believe Trey Lance is the starter. I don't understand it. I don't think I ever will, but it can work. Eventually, I think Trey Lance can be a good starting quarterback. But for this team, I think Jimmy G is should be the starting quarterback because he gives them the best chance of winning this season. 
And that's what football is about. You need to win every year. And this season, Jimmy G is the best quarterback. With all that said, they're playing Seattle. Seattle is a dumpster fire. They got a week one win because Russell Wilson is also a dumpster fire and just simply is not that good anymore. So also the come homecoming, weird game. Uh, both teams will be one-on-one. The Niners will win this game uh, in a fairly low-scoring affair, 20-10 to 10, Niners win. Next up, we have the Lonely Cowboys with no offense whatsoever hosting somehow the own one Bengals. The Bengals should have won the game. They gave away their week one uh, game because of simple mistakes, interceptions, fumbles, uh, can't get a snap from their long snapper, from their backup long snapper. So the game-winning field goal is blocked and then kicked way left because of a high snap. And then the kicker kicked the laces. So somehow the Bengals are all in one. Um, this is a vengeance game. This is a complete vengeance game. The Bengals are going to win this game by 24 points. This won't even be close. The Cowboys will maybe score a garbage touchdown to make it look like it's a 10-point victory, but the Bengals will absolutely dominate. No need to even continue talking about this one. Tied for first in the AFC South is the Houston Texans with zero wins. Yes. Zero wins is first place. They have an 0-0-1 record, and they go against the Denver Broncos, who I mentioned just a little bit ago when we talked about Seattle. Um, man, this team has a ton of talent. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon is a great backup. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, um, Sertan uh, in, on the defense as well. This team is loaded. And it's a shame that they can't figure out their QB. Russell Wilson is not the answer. And they gave a boatload of money to Russell Wilson. A boatload. But will it be good enough to beat the Texans this week? Yes. The Texans are a super young team. I think they'll keep it competitive in the first half, maybe through three quarters, and the Broncos will run away. With this one in the fourth quarter, and what will end up ultimately be a 10-point to 14-point victory for the Broncos. But the Broncos are not as good as we think, not at all. Next up, we have the Cardinals and the Raiders. This one is in Las Vegas. Cardinals looked awful against Patrick Mahomes last week, and then Patrick Mahomes comes back this week against a much better defense and did not look as good without Tyreek Hill. We might talk about that a little bit later. But the Cardinals' defense is horrific. They blissed a ton and didn't even touch Mahomes and got torched every single time. Their defensive backs are terrible. They have one good player in Buda Baker. Everyone else is hurt or just not an NFL-worthy starter. And then you have the Raiders, Devontae Adams, our own. He's Palo Alto. He is incredible last week, but that offensive line is awful. With no defensive line on the Cardinals, the Raiders will be just fine this week. They'll win in a blowout. Devontae Adams will have a big game. Hunter Renfro, I think, will have a big game. Start Derek Carr in fantasy leagues because he's having a four-touchdown day in this game. Next up, we go to Sunday night football. Um, why do we keep putting Packers-Bears on Sunday night? No one cares about these games. They're terrible. But somehow the Bears are 1-0 and the Packers are 0-1. If the Packers lose this game, it is red alert. Will they lose this game? No. Aaron Rodgers is too good. He owns the 
Chicago Bears, and it's not even close. He said it himself. I am the owner of the Chicago Bears uh, when he scored that touchdown and started yelling at the fans. I believe that was last year or two years ago. He still owns them. This is in Green Bay. Green Bay is not going to 0-2 against the Bears. They're not losing two straight divisional games. I don't know who's going to receive it. It might just be all Aaron Jones. Uh, Lazard should be back, but the Packers aren't losing this game. They're going to move to 1-1. This will be an unwatchable Sunday night game, unfortunately. Then we move to Monday night. Not sure why there's two games. I love it. There's on three different occasions, Monday night football games this year. Should have been on week one, but I believe there was like an Emmys thing. I'm not sure. Either way, it's scheduled this way. The first game starting at 4.15 our time is going to be the Bills hosting the Titans. This is the worst of the two games. The Titans lost to the Giants. Um, they look bad on offense. Ryan Tannehill probably going to be benched for Malik Willis at some point this season. Um, I don't think it will be until later in the season, but this Titans team is not a playoff team. They're no longer good. No A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry looks slow. He looked bad. And they're going up against probably the best team in the AFC right now. It's between them and the Chargers. The Chargers should have won last night. I think Bills Chargers is your AFC championship game. The Bills moved to 2-0 and in a very boring game. So thank goodness we have the best, one of the best games of the week. Vikings going to Philadelphia to play the Eagles, where AJ Brown clearly is making a difference. Why do you trade him, Tennessee? Makes no sense. Anyways, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, two of the youngest, uh, two of the bright youngest receivers in the game. This one is interesting. Two dark horse NFC teams to make the Super Bowl. Without a doubt, they're two of the teams that uh, looked most impressive. The Eagles defense did not look impressive, despite the offense just carrying them and A.J. Brown looking like a beast like he is. Justin Jefferson on the other side looks like the best receiver in the game. Unbelievable how he gets so wide open every single play. Don't know how it happens. They have Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is going to feast in this game, uh, just like DeAndre Swift did last week against this Eagles terrible run defense. I think the Eagles defense will get better. It will not get better this week, though. The Vikings are going to go into Philadelphia and take and win their first two games and go 2-0 and while the Eagles will fall to 1-1 and in what is going to make the NFC East leader after this week, the New York Giants. The New York Giants might be back in the playoffs as they'll be the number one division leader in the NFC East after this week. So that is all the games run down. Like I said, uh, I didn't pick games last week. I'm going to try and do this every single Friday. As we go into the season, um, now we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to come back and I'm talk about Justin Herbert and the Chargers and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the GMT show. Uh, I'm going to do a quick rundown of what I saw. I only watched for like the first half or so and then went to a super exciting Mercy versus Notre Dame Belmont volleyball game last night. Um, electricity there was like I was in Arrowhead uh, let me say so go check out that story on westcoastpreps.com and a mercy win but back to Kansas City getting the victory over the Chargers um, I came out of that game thinking the Chargers are a better team from the highlights I watched I came on and watched some highlights um, and from the first half I saw I think the Chargers are a better team um, 
you know, I, I know that there is this interception controversy, the interception that was dropped in the middle of the field. Um, Mahomes that just bounced off of his pads, use your freaking hands uh, to intercept the ball uh, for anyone that's listening to this before their game tonight. Catch the hand, catch the ball with your hands. Uh, don't drop an easy interception like that because it changed the game. Um, and then what is Gerald Everett doing? I mean, he he asked for out of the game. They went hurry up. He had to stay in the game. And then he runs one of the laziest routes you'll ever see from an NFL player and then steps to the left instead of sealing the defensive back. Herbert expects the seal. He throws it. Uh, Everett moves to the left. Interception, pick six. Game over, essentially. 14 points. So where does this leave the AFC? The AFC is loaded. The AFC West is loaded. <clears throat> I think there's three playoff teams coming out of the West. I believe it's the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Raiders. The Broncos will fight for that seventh spot. I don't know who that seventh spot is right now. Um, I think it's going to go to either the Bengals or to the uh, Ravens. The Browns, if they can survive the first 12 weeks or whatever it is, and then go on a run afterwards. I don't see it happening this year for them uh, with this, how loaded the AFC is. But uh, I think Bengals or Ravens take that last wild card spot. So that leaves your playoffs in the AFC as Buffalo, Kansas City, LA, Chargers. And then whoever comes out of the South could be Jacksonville. It could be the Colts. Um, probably one of those two teams at this point. I don't see the Titans making it. Uh, I don't think Houston is ready to make that big jump. And then, like I said, you have the Chargers and then Buffalo or the Ravens. So those are your seven playoff teams. Somewhere, some ranged, I believe those are the seven playoff teams. Um, and like I said, I think I said earlier in, in the show already, I think it's the Chargers and the Bills in the AFC championship game. I think those are your two best teams right now. I don't see anyone beating those two teams in a playoff game. Justin Herbert is better than Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with that. I think Justin Herbert is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes makes too many mistakes. Too many mistakes and times that he can't make mistakes and he either gets bailed out by bailing himself out because he's that talented or he gets dropped interceptions like he had last night so um yeah i'm going to stick with that that i might be controversial people might not like it people might not agree with it um, some people might agree with it but that is what is true so with all of that said um i the chargers if you can go take them as a Super Bowl um, pick, I would take them right now, right after this loss. Uh, now, if Justin Herbert has a major injury uh, with the ribs and there's more than what we think that there could be with that, then it changes things. Um, you know, obviously they would not have home field advantage, which they don't have home field advantage anyways, even when they're playing in LA. So I don't know if that makes much of a difference, but uh, they just need to get into the playoffs healthy. And I think that they can make a run, whether it's a wild card team or as a divisional winner. So that is 
that. Now, we're just going to close this one out. Uh, that's going to do it for the GMT show today. I appreciate you guys listening. I'm going to do this every Friday. Uh, I'm going to go through, make picks of the NFL, kind of give some thoughts. Uh, I know as we get deeper into the NFL season, more and more things will happen. I'll try and go through some more fantasy stuff as well uh, as we get deeper into that as well. So maybe I'll pick, take some of my guys' picks uh, every single week and all that. I am off to a football game right now. Uh, you know, it's 3.30 here on Friday. I still don't know where I'm going. So uh, I'm going to go figure that out right now. And that will do it for the GMT show. Please go subscribe and like our YouTube channel, West Coast Preps. Go to westcoastpreps.com and subscribe. And if you need a free trial code, WCP7DAYS in all caps, uh, seven, the number not spelled out. Uh, go get that free trial, catch up on all the information that you need to figure out. And make sure you go follow us at West Coast Preps underscore on Instagram and on Twitter. And then we have the West Coast Preps podcast just last night talked about the official shortage and how we can fix that. The Mike Hill show, three episodes already out, one of our most popular shows already. And that will be also coming out this week as well as he records that every Sunday. Go enjoy your Friday night games. Be safe. Have fun. Everyone make good decisions after the game. Everyone use your hands to make an interception and catch the ball. Stop trying to bounce it off of your chest. And that will do it for the GMT show. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.